Andrew, what are we talking about in today's episode of Moving the Goalposts? Today we talk about Scott Zolak's recent comments on Cam Newton and the controversy of listening to rap music and being distracted during practice, along with both a preview of the AFC North and the AFC South with some mixed thoughts about the college football season in 2021. And we wrap up the episode with another Mount Rushmore. This one's going to be a Mount Rushmore of Letterkenny characters that you would want to have your back in a fight. Be sure to like, rate, and subscribe, and share Moving the Goalposts wherever you listen. You ready? 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 Watch out, Frank What's up, everybody? Welcome to Moving the Goalpost, New England's number one sports podcast. My name is Nick Maher, and I'm joined by producer extraordinaire Andrew Meehan. Meehan, how are you now? Not so bad yourself. Good, and you? That's what you were supposed to say. Shit. And then I go, not so bad. We're doing well, though. Doing well. You guys can catch me at Nick Mara 94 on Twitter and Instagram. Me and what about about you? Where can the listeners catch you? Me and A underscore 83 on Twitter. Very. Tweet, twat, twerk. Tweet twat? Twi- Twi- Twitter. Twitter. Tweets from training camp. Um, yeah, no masala today. No Mike. Mike had to work. He had to make that money because this makes no money. Well, the old saying goes, can't make the scene unless you make the green. I've never heard that before, but I like it. I think I heard it from a movie somewhere. I forget where it is. Oh, it's definitely from a movie. Oh, it's uh, The Mask. Is it really? I think. If you can't make so. a scene, you don't deserve the green? No, you can't can't make the scene if you don't have the green. Can't make the scene if you don't have the green. Yeah. It makes sense. Definitely makes sense. It, it, you do need money to make the scene. You also need money to make money. Investing. This is true. Economics. Ex- exponential growth. Yeah. As, assets, liabilities. Oh. Um, Balance sheets, income statements. Yeah. I think the only reason I passed accounting my sem- final semester of my college years is because of COVID and going to remote learning. So cheating? No. Well, hey, I'm <laughs> allegedly got, got the de- allegedly <laughs> got the degree, so they can't do anything about it now. Sorry, sorry. What are you going to do? I'm not the only one in that class that did. Fantastic. Good. Good to know that you guys have a bunch of honorable alumni over Stu- at Eastern. Studious. Yeah. Studious. Well, I think uh, we definitely got a lot to talk about. A lot to talk about. A little bit. Today is uh, Sunday, August 29th. This is before the Patriots' final preseason game, but there are definitely some topics that can be discussed regarding the Patriots. 12.14 Eastern time. 12.14 and 42 seconds. And I think I kind of want to start off with a topic that's super uncomfortable for white people to talk about, and that's racism. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I would say I would say it's uh, it's it's an uncomfortable conversation that oh that needs to be had, right? And obviously, it's going to have to do with Scott Zolak's comments about uh, Cam Newton back on Thursday, Friday, 
I uh, believe it was Thursday, Thursday is when the uh, comments were made. And how the reaction has been taken from people. And, and I think there's really two different sides to this story. There are the people who don't know Scott Zolak, don't know his relationship with the Patriots, whether it be players, coaches, management. And let me guess the second group, the guys who just read everything on Twitter. Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. It's 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 unfortunate. Um, you know, I mean, and we're we've only been in radio for so long. But we're not even on air hosts, um, profession professionally at least. But um, you know, you talk a lot and you slip up a lot. Everybody's been there. Some worse than others, and some rightfully taken off the air for things that have been said. Um, like look at the guy with the Cincinnati Cincinnati Reds. Um, Oh yeah, uh, Jesus! He actually has a job again. Does he really? Yeah, he's doing something. I was thinking more about like Don Imus. I don't know if you're familiar with that name. This was yeah, Don, Imus in the morning, like ten, fifteen years ago. Maybe he made a comment about I think it was the Syracuse women's basketball team that was not great. Kind of, kind of. Tom Brenneman. Tom Brenneman. That's it. And uh, but Imus made some off color comments not even like jokes just sort of comments yeah, and yeah, yeah yeah that was that would probably be the first time that i remember a host or some type of talk show personality saying something that was controversial but only controversial for some people and resulted in the loss of employment right i don't think that's what we have here though no no and it's it's funny because listening to some stations that have been talking about this within the market in New England, uh, well, within the region of New England, I should say, in the Boston market, you know, calling the comments racist, but that nobody should be fired. Ca- calling for accountability, but not being, to me, that doesn't add up. Now, uh, Zolak's comments were, you know, uh, the, the rap the rap music needs to be turned off because it's distracting Cam. Mm-hmm. Now, anybody who's watched this team closely, anybody who, who knows Zolak closely, he's very critical of this position. Now, Pat's Nation, you guys, we have been so lucky to have excellence at that position for the past 20 years. And when you move on from that excellence, you demand it to be replaced. You know, whether it's Mac Jones, Cam Newton, Brian Hoyer, for if Stidham, you know, pulls the splinter out of his, you know, ass and gets, you know, whatever. Whoever it's going to be, you have pretty big shoes to fill. And the guy that they decided to fill those shoes with last year, granted he didn't have a great team around him, granted it was a COVID season, blah, 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 all those excuses that we've been hearing, we expected him to play at a at a level that an NFL quarterback should play at, and he didn't. Yeah. Um. So when you're dancing around at practice, whether it's in between throws, stretching, when you're about to grab like water for all we care, you got to be able to own that. You have to be able to own that. Go back to when the uh, Red Sox got Fortnite taken away in the clubhouse. Well, you got it taken away because you were playing like dog shit, and it was distracting you. Now, this is nothing new that Cam has done. Cam's always done this, and I like I like it. I like the energy. I like that he brings that. I mean, it's part of the reason why he was decided. You know, he was uh, picked as a captain last year. He is a leader. But you got to be able to, you can dance and sing and blah, 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 all you want. As long as you win, I don't care. I know people are ragging on him for what he wears. It, 
you can wear whatever the hell you want. All right, so when he when he when, he when he signed with New England last year, I was actually the first one to be like, I I love everything about him. I just can't stand the haircut. It's just bad hair. And Masala was the one who was like, yeah, it's just not a good style. He's changed it now. I actually the dreadlocks that he's rocking with now. I'm not. Uh, not opposed to. I think it, I think it's a good look for him. I'll be honest with you. I was not super psyched that we signed Cam Newton. Originally when we signed him or when we re-signed him? No, originally when we signed him. No. I wasn't huge on it. You and, know, because he hadn't played at all in the past year. And you, there were the questions with the shoulder. And this is this the, I mean, I mean is he going to be able to learn the offense and get new, you know, this is a passing offense. Are we, or are we switching to the mobile quarterback? The the way that the position is going nowadays in, you know, in this era you know, I was excited for, you know, Stidham. It just only because it's a new kid. Let's see what he has. The rookie. It's been 20 years since we've seen something like this. You know, the closest we got to it was Grappolo. I was excited for the new thing. My mind quickly changed after week one. And it certainly changed after week two. And I feel like everybody was like that. Yeah. I just had to see it to believe it. I was all on board on Cam Newton yep. after week two. Mm -hmm. And I continued to be a little bit here and there. And, you know, I... We talked about this the other day. It sucks to kind of see that guys within Boston, within New England, I'm sorry, not not just guys, Pats Nation, a lot of Pats fans are kind of rooting for him to fail to see Mac Jones. I would love to meet I would love to see Mac Jones just as much as the other guy. But if I'm gonna see Cam Newton, I'm only gonna root I'm only gonna root for him to trend up. If he's gonna play, I wanna see him trend up, then trend down. We yeah. don't want him to suck. We said that in the last podcast. There's yeah, there's definitely a portion of players uh in the city that I would say are are polarizing characters. Tuka Rask yeah. would be one of them. David Price probably. Yep. Cam Newton's quickly turning into one of those characters here in the in the Boston area where there are people that love him and there are seemingly people that not so much hate him, just don't think that he can do what they need him to. Right. I don't know if anybody ever really hated David Price or hated Tuka Rask. No, they just couldn't stand, like... You get paid a lot of money, and Newton's not getting paid nearly as much money as... No, no. You know, he's getting paid what he deserves, so that's not what people the, are complaining the, I saw, about. I saw that re-signing as a chance to compete again. That's all I saw it as. Yeah, it, and some familiarity. You're at least bringing something back right. that was consistent last year or as consistent as you could be last year. with More COVID. talent around him, some tight ends. I mean, he played with Greg Olson his entire career in in, uh, in Carolina. He's had success with that position. And I, I do think that Newton will be better. I think he's going to be better. Oh, me too. His last preseason game was the Cam Newton, was the old Cam Newton. Yeah. I, I still think, though, for people to be equating Scott Zolak's comments with, I don't, to be honest with you, I really don't even know what they're trying to say he was saying, because I don't pick up if any he notes did, if of he racism. Had if he had just said music, would have been fine. Would have been fine. It's the fact that he said rap music, and I don't think he. And I don't think. Look at Christopher Gasper, who works. Um, you know who works with Zolak and yeah. is on ninety five. on the pregame shows for uh, for um, ninety five. The sports up for the Patriots games and Casper, Gasper and Murray in the mornings. So love that show, by the way. Um, Gasper and Murray. He, he's you, you know can't the 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 cancel culture stuff nowadays. He he tweeted out. He said it would be uh, you know he didn't think that Zolak meant any harm, and that it'd be asinine to like cancel him. Well, wh what do you mean by harm? 
because there was clearly some intent in the comment saying that the rap music is distracting him. There are not racial intent. Exactly. There's definitely intent within the comment. There's implied negativity that Cam's doing something that maybe he shouldn't be doing. Let me ask you a question. If, uh, if Cam Newton was publicly diagnosed or shared that he had ADD or ADHD, I don't even know what they call it anymore, does that all of a sudden make a little bit of a difference? Can we now see, oh, you know what? Maybe something like that is distracting to I mean, him. I don't want to say I think that's the reason. I think he's just a very energetic guy. Um, I, I mean, it wouldn't really change it. I would just, he's just a high energy guy. And I love, I love the energy. It's something new in New England and it's a and it shows a direction where the team is going because for some, for the past couple of years, it's always been New England and, you know, it's practically like, you know, you go there, you're, you know, working for the devil and it's hell. Well, clearly it's not. We're moving in a direction. If Belichick hasn't said anything to new and by the, by now about this, it's the type of player that he is. It's nothing new. It's nothing new that Newton does. It's the fact that we want him to perform at a level that an NFL quarterback for any team should perform at, and he's not doing that. Right. I don't care what happens in the preseason. He played against the twos and threes in the friggin' preseason game against the Eagles. So don't get too excited yet. Let me see what he does week one. Let me see what he does week four when the biggest game of the year, the probably bigger than the, whatever that Super Bowl is going to be. Well, and, and I think that will be the ultimate test for, for Newton is what does he do on the field? You know, because right. he's, he's probably going to be given the first four games of the season, regardless of performance, unless he goes Belichick down to Because values injury. experience. And I also think that he maybe not designed this offense for Cam Newton, but he built it with an emphasis on the middle of the field because the right. outside targets, they're still not great. No, your slots are good. Maca um, tight ends are good. Yeah, your tight. Yeah. Running backs as are good. Can, as long as one of them can stay healthy, they're good. Yeah. Now you're jumping on uh, jumping on the Hunter Henry oh, well, stay healthy bandwagon. I, I think we all knew that. But hey, we had success with a with a tight end who played like, you know, 50% of, a t you know, of the season half this the time. Is, this is true. This is true. Also with the greatest quarterback of all time. But, it, it just, you know, it's... We'll see. We'll see what happens. I, I think, first of all, Newton is going to... We know who Newton is. Right. We know who he is. He's been in the league for a decade. Right. He's not changing. I think last year, you definitely saw the non-Patriots offense. And that may have been one of the reasons why Newton looked as bad as he did. Because they were trying to do new things and old things. And they didn't have a lot of time to prepare. Okay, fine. That's last year. And they were trying to do those new things and those old things with nothing. Oh, yeah. And obviously, zero production. Right. So, let's wipe the slate clean. Now we bring him back. He's practicing. He's playing in preseason games. He's played, what, four series so far in the preseason? I think he played two series in both games. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what they do tonight. Um, I think they will play the starters. I know. I know New York said they are. Probably for like a half, right? Yeah, at, at so it's going to be a big... I mean, even half. if it's just for two or three series, Cam, you're going against the starters. And New York's defense last year, pretty good. Yeah. A team that almost knocked off the knocked off the uh, Bucks in the regular season. They got some playmakers. They definitely got some playmakers on that side of the ball. They got a boob of a head coach. Maybe doesn't know what he's doing, but... Joe Judge? Yeah. Mr. Special Teams Coordinator? Yeah. They'll teach you how to kick a field goal and cover kickoffs. Not well. Yeah. Because he was always going to Belichick and asking him what he wanted to do. 
I mean, look at Zolak is not the only guy. I mean, Jesus, if people want to call Zolak racist, don't even bother listening to the afternoon show. Yeah, it doesn't get more negative than that. At least, and, at least and the pe- midday show. At least the midday show will give Cam credit when credit is due. And you know what? People have said and made comments about Newton being a little bit looser in terms of his focus. Yeah, and look at okay, look at Rodney Harrison. Back in February on uh, on NBC Sports Boston, I believe when he was talking with uh, uh, on the Patriots Talk podcast. So this is back in February, and I quote. That would be the worst decision he has ever made. Him being Belichick. And the decision, bringing Cam Newton back and re-signing him. He's not the only... Everybody is being critical. Now, Harrison, after like a month or a couple months after that, you know, dialed down and changed his mind. But Zolak does the same thing. He'll say one thing and then he'll turn it around the next day. Not because he thinks that like, oh, what I said was wrong. But, you know, just he does. Just like how he was going into... Uh, you know, with Newton missing five days because of the COVID protocol and the misunderstanding and all that, all that uh, nonsense. You know, he, uh, I think he, I think he let off with, "I'm going to be worried if I see." You know, this is a big opportunity for Mac. I'm going to be worried if I see Cam coming back on Thursday and working with the ones. Uh, actually, maybe not. Can't work with the ones. See what you got. Mm-hmm. It's a test. It's a competition. And he has been fair. In terms of if Newton's had a good day, yeah, I'll I mean, say he's had a good day. Yeah, but it's all about giving credit when credit is due, and the credit is not there. A whole, uh, not the credit is not there. The the production's the, not. The there. production is not there. Yeah, you can't make things up and say, "Oh, you did this so well." Right. It never happened. After after uh, after um, the season against the the preseason game against the Eagles, good production because he produced well. Can he do it consistently now? That's what this is about. You can't be critical anymore, and it just gets spun into this nonsense. Yeah, and I also think if you went up to Cam, I don't know if Cam Newton knows Zolak at all. I know plenty of the players do, plenty of the coaches do. Right, the guys who have been here the longest. No, but if Newton hears this or he sees this and he's like, who's this effing Scott Zolak guy? I guarantee you Devin McCourty and Matthew Slater are probably like, that's not even close to what he, he means. Like, yeah. He's probably talking about you dancing, and we know it's not a problem, but he doesn't. And he didn't say the team thinks it's a problem. Right. He was just saying he thinks it's a problem for one specific player. Right. right. That's why I have a problem. With, I have an issue with people like just jumping to conclusions and generalizing. He's talking about everybody that's right. black. There was nothing there. Nothing there. So... I mean, we, we, before we started recording, we looked up how, what the percentage of black athletes were in the NFL. And it's, it's about 56%, like between 55 and 60%. So right. there's a lot of other black people on the Patriots. Are and they, they all, and they all love the energy. Yeah. But are Hight- they dancing Hight- around? Hightower was coming, commenting on it the other day. But are they dancing around? No. Are they not stretching? Are no. they doing different things that everybody else on the team is I doing? I mean, Kendrick Bourne will jump in on it. Which is fine. Yeah. If he produces right 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 so everybody's got a different style and that's always been cam style it 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 has and even when we went to the in-stadium practice did you see him dancing to guns and roses welcome in the welcome to the jungle yeah yeah so the type of music doesn't matter it's the simple fact that he's distracted that's what the issue is right right he's not 100 percent locked in laser focused the way that tb12 was for the last 20 years 
And I like that you started off this conversation by saying how critical Zolak is of the position because that's what he cares about. He cares about the well, legacy of to, the Patriots Because he used to be a quarterback, and I hate all, you know, everything on Twitter. It's like, oh, well, look, you know, Cam Newton threw eight touchdowns last year. Zolak threw eight touchdowns in his entire career. When has Zolak ever said that I'm better than Cam Newton? I was Offensive Player of the Week, like, twice. But when does he ever? Well, how does that go back never, to him on that? Never. You know? He never said that he was better than Cam Newton. He never insinuated that he was better than Cam Newton. Right. He actually, someone asked him, Last week or a couple of weeks ago, in your prime, would you have won this job? And he said, I wouldn't have even gotten a chance. Right. Wouldn't have even gotten a chance. And he was like, okay, well, let's say that you're given an equal opportunity. You've got a battle against Mac Jones and Cam Newton. How do you think it would shake out? And he's like, I think I could give them a run for their money. But that's because Cam Newton's dropped off so much, not because right, he right, thinks right. Cam Newton's a terrible quarterback. I remember last year, you know, someone called in and was like, "Oh, well, Cam's this and this. You, you know, what have you ever done?" And he was, they hung up, and he was just like, "When, when was this about me?" Right, right. You know, like Zolak knows the player that he was, and he he he's proud of it. He got to play in the NFL. You know, I don't I don't want to say he's proud of it, but he's like. He's not, he doesn't like, oh, it sucked, I blah, blah, blah. Like, the only woe he was is, what he was. The only woe is me that you'll get out of Zolak is him saying that he was about 15 years too late to the league because he could have made yeah. a lot more money holding the clipboard <laughs> nowadays. <laughs> um, but, but no, I, there's we're on the same page. You know, yeah. I, I, I would hope that anybody that's listening to this is able to understand where we're coming from and figure that... There's, it is an uncomfortable conversation. It has to be had, and there's ra- everybody. Know, there's racism everywhere. There's racism where we grew up, unfortunately, and you, you know, in some places more than others. And you know, like look at what happened with the Celtics. And I, I was so so happy that it was Brown that that was the one who came out and said, "We love Boston, and I love Boston. We know that Boston loves us, but you know, can we do better? Of course, everywhere can do better. You know, but." I didn't see this as like a racial thing. And that's just, you know, um, does it mean that, you know, we don't have to worry about such things like that? No, obviously we should look, you know, everybody slips up. Everybody makes a mistake here and there. Um, You know, it's, uh, again, like look, look at, you know, look at Harrison's comments and it's, you know, just because he's, just because Zolak said it was rap music, that's how everybody's spinning out. Look at Alex Reamer. Yeah. Reamer wrote a column on this, yeah. and he two, three year, three or four years ago, he called Brady's daughter an annoying little pissant. Do, yeah, do she's I have, like four years old. Do I assume that Reamer hates women? No. No. Was it stupid what he said? Yeah. Although, you know what? You probably could if you wanted to jump to conclusions like everybody else does because he is the first person that will tell you he's gay. You could say maybe he does hate women, and that's right, why but I he don't made ju- that comment. But I don't jump to that conclusion. Because it's ridiculous to think that. Right. He just made a stupid comment, learned from it, and he moved on. Yeah. It's, but it's hypocritical of him to like come out and say that like Zolak's racist because of what he said. See, I, I do think that the, a lot of it is motivated by the the battle, the ratings battle. You know, right, EEI right, right. versus the sports hub. They can get their pound yeah, of flesh yeah, yeah. When, whenever they want. I mean, right. I remember Kirk Minahan when... Uh, oh, when Felger when said... When Felger uh, said that uh, uh, Roy Halladay deserved to die for... Yeah, flying yeah, yeah. the plane, and, <laughs> he, then, and then he went and like picketed it outside the sports hub. I was like, "What is yeah, he doing?" Yeah, yeah. Oh boy, but no, I, I think it's obviously conversations not always the most comfortable to have, important to have, right? But 
you know, one that I think everybody that's involved and directly related to the situation probably doesn't even look at it as a situation. And I could both, we both have always talked about how if Cam's going to play, we only want him to do well. Do you, are you rooting for him to suck? I would only root for him to suck if I knew the team had a better chance of going with someone else. And the only way that he was going to be taken out of a game is if it's like we just, he's not doing well. Right, right. But I think that at least for the first half of the season, you've got a pretty soft landing. Regardless of what Cam can bring this season, if he's what he was last year, I still think you're probably starting off the year five and two, four and three. Yeah, uh, which yeah. is a record that if you decide, okay, at some point we want to make the transition from Newton to Jones and about halfway through the year might be that that benchmark, being four and three halfway through the season, not such a terrible thing with 10 games to go. Right. You know, gives yourself a, a, a position to compete. Let's go to division previews. Division previews. We finished the NFC. We took a, took a week off last week, had to rest, recuperate. There was Re- also a hurricane that turned out to be nothing. Yeah, <laughs> regain all our thoughts as, or, uh, I was about to say Katrina. I was actually going to say Irma, then I was going to say Katrina. Now I'm going to say Henri, because that's what the guy's name really was. Hurricane Henri. Yeah, not, not Why do we too name bad. Hurricane? Did you ever? Why do we name hurricanes? I don't know the background of that, actually. But Stupid. did you... Um, Oh, damn. I forgot what I was going to say because I answered that question. <laughs> Did you lose power? That was going to be the question I asked. No, I barely got any wind. The wind was like 40 miles per hour. That's about it. Because like half the state of Rhode Island lost power somehow. Yeah, all down if you were like on the water. That was the worst of it. I think half of... And then wo- inland, of, it was nothing. Half of my town in Warren lost lost power. Westerly, I think, got... No. We got nothing. We got nothing. Yeah, that was a fat, fat load of nothing. Yeah. What divisions are we doing, Nick? AFC North. AFC South. Ugh. Yeah. The, that uh, AFC maybe South. not for the, nor- uh, the North, yeah. The, the North, South I think, is, is, is definitely competitive. Urban Meyer is going to recuperate the Jaguars, and they're going to win the AFC South. I mean, which ja- Lawrence. Jacksonville is one of those teams where when they've got good players, they will, they'll surprise you. It just depends whether or not they've actually got someone who's going to keep them in line and, and tell them what to do. Like I, I go back to Tom Coughlin. And even uh, Doug Marone. Like, Doug Marone, I think, benefited from Coughlin's presence. But Marone's kind of like a no-nonsense type guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, uh, you know, bringing in Urban Meyer, first job, time as an NFL head coach. I was high on him. Now that I'm seeing, there's some reports coming out of that camp that players don't think he's running practices like a professional practice and he's treating it like college and maybe they've lost faith in him before he's even had an opportunity to gain it I still would say Jacksonville's probably the third best team in that in that division and could battle Indianapolis for a playoff spot could 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 but Indianapolis is probably going to be better than them they brought in a new quarterback, Carson Wentz. Their team was good last year. Their defense, I think, is one of the most underrated defenses in the entire league. 
and that's probably how they're going to win the majority of their games this year. Yeah. Wentz is obviously an upgrade over an old Philip Rivers. Um, whether or not he's going to be able to stay healthy, that's obviously a big question with that guy. He's already had off-season foot surgery that he should be back for week one. Um, Indianapolis, though, they got to be there. They have to be there because if they finish any lower than third, it's going to be way too, way, way, way too big of a disappointment for them. Tennessee, I would say, is probably the division favorite. I'll talk about them in a little bit. But Houston, holy cow. How bad is Houston going to be this year, do you think? <laughs> over, over, under, Houston Texans wins two and a half. It's not going to be good. I mean, you want to talk about the quarterback situation? What they So they finished 4-12 and 12 last year. They don't even know if they're going to trade Watson. They don't even know if Watson – I think they know that Watson is not playing for them, regardless if he is suspended or not. Um, who do they got? Tyrod Taylor? Yes. I believe he'll be the starter. And I believe they also drafted Kellen Mond or Davis Mills, one of those guys. I think Ma, I think you're right about Mond. It's But they drafted a quarterback as well. I don't think they really look at that guy as being the future yeah. of the franchise, but – they, they needed to bring someone in because the Deshaun Watson situation, regardless of his uh, accusations or alleged accusations, doesn't want to play in Houston, has made that very apparent. And the Texans didn't want to trade him. Then they talked about trading him. Like That story has taken so many twists I know the, and turns. I know the rumors going around right now is that Miami is the top team that's interested. Now, is Tua going to Houston or are they going to move on from Tua because here's the thing whatever team trades for Watson you don't know if he's going to be able to start I would that's the biggest question is yeah we could give a haul a haul up for uh for for Watson I mean I would probably I would lean towards saying he's not going to play I, I, As of right now, me too. I do think that he's going to end up on the exempt list because the NFL, whenever they want to put them on and for whatever reason, if he's not you know, uh, punished or whatever the sentencing is, and I think it's supposed to go until like January of next year, this all the legal stuff. Yeah. But if you're waiting on that and you're the NFL and you don't want to have like a, a black eye by letting somebody play and work when they're under an investigation... You I'm put sorry, you said black eye, right? Yes. I thought you said black guy. No. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Black guy. I. Yeah. Okay. My bad. My bad. I got I was just like, wait, what? <laughs> sorry. Black eye. I. Gotcha. Yes. My bad. Okay. So the uh damn it, now I lost my fucking train of thought again. That's okay. i I'll get back into it. A black eye on the league, you can put him on the exempt list, he'll still get paid, but he won't yeah. actually be yeah. counting against the roster or anything like that. It's kind of like he goes away. It's similar to what happened with Adrian Peterson, right? So I don't think he ever got punished legally for beating his two-year-old child. Uh, but the NFL put him on an exempt list. Tyreek right. Hill, how many times right. has he been in trouble with the law? The NFL's never done anything with him. Mm-hmm. The NFL just has so much inconsistency, and this is where the fire Goodell comes from because the guy... He's so incompetent when it comes yeah. to punishment. I mean, the whole Ray Rice thing, that's self-explanatory. Um, guys like Josh Gordon, who just can't you know can't stop smoking weed, back in the league, out of the league, back in the league, out of the league, back in the league, and, and that's just for smoking pot. And then you have a guy like Antonio Brown, who's still in the league, who I think should not be. 
I agree. Oh, yeah. He should be in a prison cell, probably. Like, it's... Did I, I think I told you, I was on TikTok a couple of weeks ago, and yeah. I came across the Buccaneers TikTok, and mm. the social media manager was having them answer, like, random questions. And the question of the day was... Name the one name one person on the, or one teammate that you would not want to have date your sister or daughter, and Gronkowski was saying like uh, I think he was like Mike Evans, and then a bunch of people were like oh Antoine Winfield, and nobody said Antonio Brown. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, wonder why? <laughs> nobody said it. <laughs> oh. But uh, but no, getting back to the AFC South and, and the situation that the, the Houston Texans have found themselves in, they can't even tank because they don't have their first round pick. I think Miami still has it. So if they're going to be looking to make a trade and move on from Watson, probably be looking to get that first round pick back. That way you can tank and get something out of it. But, uh, but no, I think the... The Texans will probably finish in last place. I think we're probably in agreement on that, right? Yeah, I think the Jaguars will. I think. Do the, you really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. The, the, that team has a fat load of nothing. They have a, nothing on defense. Trevor Lawrence is probably going to get killed like halfway through that season. Well, Miles Jack is pretty good linebacker. Other than Miles Jack. And then about it. they also have Josh Allen, the pass rusher. But yeah, I would say other than those two guys, it can be, you're stretching thin. A little bit. Um, Colts is Wentz. What's Wentz's timeline? Because they also just lost the backup. I mean, so much of it is going to depend on on his health. I think he should be ready to go week one. They said he was going to miss anywhere between five and twelve weeks, and that was obviously a ridiculous timeline. Yeah. He was back at practice two weeks after surgery. He was back participating in drills three weeks after surgery. He's not going to be playing in their preseason finale. They may have actually already played it. I'm not 100% sure. Well, their most promising backup, Sam Ellinger, he's going to miss five to six weeks with a sprained knee. Right. So it's just... it's Jacob Eason. Jacob Eason. Yeah. This is why I love working other markets. I could tell you who the third string quarterback is for yeah. the Indianapolis what, Wentz is Wentz is a maybe he may not be ready for week one but yeah it's just Easton I would I would put Wentz as questionable I, I, I definitely see him coming back within the first four weeks but he, is he going to be 2017 pre-ACL Carson Wentz or is he going to be everything else Carson Wentz we don't know reunited with Frank Reich and that's actually, I'm a firm believer that being him being reunited with Reich is actually a big step forward for him. Mm-hmm. And he's also got some guys that he can use on the offense to uh, to his advantage. They got a T.Y. Great, Hilton. Great off. Oh, so T.Y. Hilton, I just saw that he may be missing the season or was placed on IR. He's going to be dealing with an injury, though. But great offensive Never line. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. Great offensive line. They have a fantastic running back. They do have enough pass catchers outside of T.Y. Hilton where I would say they can move the ball up and down the field. I like Michael Pittman. Um, And then defensively, again, I really do think they've got one of the more underrated defenses in the league. So where do you have them finishing? The Colts? Yeah. 
I think second. All right, so we are in agreement at least that Tennessee is the the top team in the division. Yeah, so. they both. I mean, both these teams won eleven and five last uh, last year. Obviously, Tennessee clinching the division. Um, you know, Derrick Henry. Don't need to say anything more than that. Uh, Tannehill. I know Tannehill's on the COVID list right now. I don't think that's going to affect the Week One season any anymore. Uh, as long as the Titans can keep the COVID thing kind of uh, in control. Frabel's on that list as well right now. Again, I think they're both obviously going to be back by week one, be back by the end of this week probably. Um, but yeah, I think the Titans easily have the more talented roster. The biggest question mark is their defense, and that's what it was last year for them. Now, was Clowney on their team last year? Because uh, I know it was like a, a weird year for and Clowney. I think he ended the season with them. But I don't believe he re-signed. He might actually still. No, he signed somewhere. But uh, Ryan Tannehill had himself a great year. Comeback player of the year, I think. Was it the 2019 season that he won comeback player of the year? And then last year, he continued on that success. uh, Brought the team all the way to the AFC Championship game and had a lead against, had a double-digit lead against the Kansas City Chiefs, right? If I'm not mistaken. Yes. Or that might have been two years ago. That was two years ago they went to the AFC Championship game. Cl- yep. Clowney is with the uh, Browns. Okay. All right, yeah, because last year Buffalo made it to the AFC Championship. Yes, and they got waxed by uh, yes. Kansas City. That's right. Yep, because Tennessee, though. Yeah, Tennessee blew a lead against uh, Baltimore, I believe. You might be right. What do you think the addition of Julio Jones is going to do for them? Oh, I mean, it only, it only adds to... It only adds to Ryan Tannehill, who's had quite the comeback as of the past couple of years. Yeah. Um, now, there's questions with Julio's durability. Um, but now you got two great outside guys in A.J. Brown and in uh, – is it? Yeah, A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown and Julio Jones. Yeah, A.J. Right. Well, he's an, he's outside, right? Oh, yeah, he's a big boy. Yeah. He's definitely a big boy. Uh, I think they, they probably were using Corey Davis more in the slot, so now yeah. they're not going to have him. But Another another – guy that could have taken yeah no i know nope Nikhil harry we're fine with that pack 12 best competition in college football but i think the tennessee's the clear favorite to win that division yeah no and absolutely probably one of the top teams in the conference like i wouldn't be surprised if they found a way to represent the afc in the super bowl i think it would take a lot for them to overcome kansas city but they're one of the teams that's on the cusp. They're one of the few. Uh, real quick, we'll go through Masala's picks. Obviously, like we said at the beginning of the episode, Masala, he's working today. Mike, if you're listening to the podcast, by the way, send out a tweet on the Moving the Goalposts uh, Twitter account with your pick for MVP of the AFC South for this division. Anyway, his his picks were Tennessee, Indianapolis, Jacksonville, and Houston. So you guys, uh, or no, we had the same same order, and then he had uh, me and had Jacksonville and Houston switched. I can't, I still can't believe that you're really going to take the Texans over the the Jaguars. I just find that to be a little. The Houston Texans are a disaster. Like their owner doesn't even. You think? The, their, their owner doesn't even have control of the team. No. Jack Easterby does. 
<laughs> like, oh, but again, it is Jacksonville, I guess, and Jacksonville and, and Houston. Let's go AFC North. AFC North, a much more competitive division, I think. Um, last year, the division was won by the Pittsburgh Steelers. Cleveland made the playoffs for the first time in what seems like my lifetime. Absolutely waxed the Steelers in the wild card. And Pittsburgh, I think, was really shafted last year because they had to play an entire season without a bye week. I know technically they got a bye very early in the year because there was a game that was canceled, but a bye week in the NFL means you do not show up to work for an entire week versus they had to practice and then the game got canceled and then they had to practice for the next game for the following week. So didn't really get much time off, still found a way to win the division, but was weakened by the uh, the war of attrition that is the NFL season. Pittsburgh finished first, Cleveland finished second. The Baltimore Ravens, who won the division the year before, finished in third place. And then the lowly Cincinnati Bengals, who had the first overall pick in Joe Burrow, he tore his ACL. They once again finished in the basement of that division. Uh, Mian, do you think Cincinnati is going to be in last place in the North again? Ooh. Um, uh. Yes. I don't know much about the Bengals, but... I think not knowing much about the Bengals is a great reason to put them in last place yeah. then. <laughs> and I just think there's too much other, like... There's just too much more talent in that there's division. More, yeah, there's too much competition in that right, division. Right. You're going to be relying on an offense in Cincinnati with Joe Burrow. Hopefully he's healthy, fully recovered from the ACL injury. T. Higgins did a good job last year in his rookie season. They still have Tyler Boyd. They drafted Jamar Chase with like the fourth overall pick or the fifth overall pick. Uh, so they should be explosive on offense. Joe Mixon, obviously, good running back. Defensively, I couldn't even begin to tell you what they've got. I think their best player is probably a guy in the secondary that if you put him in a police lineup and you ask me to pick him out, I wouldn't be able to do it because I can't even tell you what his name is. I would definitely go Cincinnati in last place. Yeah. Um, I think the Ravens are going to... Uh, let me pull up the Ravens schedule. This is where things get interesting because this is one of those divisions where there are three teams up at the top that are... Ravens, 20 consecutive preseason wins. I, I say again, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> they get a ring for that? I don't, I don't they get know. Get the a ring or something from like a cereal box. That's what they get. They get their, their picture on Wheaties for the month of August. <laughs> 2021 uh 22 the um the nfc the afc north though is going to be one of those divisions where there could be three teams coming out of it i don't anticipate two wild card teams coming out of the north because there's three technically that are wild card teams now right an extra wild card team are they still doing that i believe they are yeah, yeah. i believe they that are that sucks so I could probably antici- I could anticipate two coming out of the north and maybe two coming out of the east. The west could be good as well. Ah, it's the AFC, man. The AFC is a tricky conference this year. It, it really is. Um, third place, though, I'm gonna I'm gonna put the Baltimore Ravens. I just or no, 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 I'm not gonna put the Baltimore Ravens in third. I'm gonna put the Pittsburgh Steelers in third. I think the Steelers have taken a dip. And I think the 
the Ravens are still a good team. I think it's the Cleveland Browns that have taken a step up that that kind of pushes Pittsburgh down See, to I'm gonna the go, half the division. I'll give you all three of them so I can explain this in one shot. I'm going to go Browns, Steelers, Ravens. So you have Steelers second, Ravens first? No. Browns third, Browns first, Steelers. You have the Ravens in third place. They got a tough schedule. All right, I need this explanation then. They got a let's fire through their schedule. Raiders week. All right. <clears throat> this is all, all going through the same weeks. By the way, four preseason games for the Steelers, including the NFL Hall of Fame game. Yeah. Yeesh. So they're playing 18 games. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, 18. Well, no, 17 no. game season plus three. 21. 21. Yeah, they're playing 21 games, even though nobody played for them that game. But still, uh, okay. Raiders week one. This is the Ravens. Raiders, Chiefs, Lions, Broncos, Colts, Chargers, Bengals, Vikings, uh, Dolphins, Bears, Browns, Steelers, Browns, Packers, Bengals, Rams, Steelers. That's a tough schedule. I think that's 11-6. and six. Really? Yes. I think Packers is a tough game. L.A. is a tough game. Raiders, I think, would be tough. Chiefs. I'm even going to chalk up the Colts. They'll probably lose a couple of division games in there. Yeah, maybe Bear, one to Pittsburgh, one to Baltimore. Bear, Bears, I think, will be a tough game. Vikings, maybe not. No, maybe not. Um, Chargers. You already said them. No, uh, sorry, Rams. L.A. Rams. They're playing both L.A. teams this year. Yeah. Okay. That's a tough schedule. That's got to be the tough, the toughest I'm seeing right now. Steelers. I, mean, I I wouldn't say it's an incredible. I wouldn't agree with all those games being tough, but. Half their no, schedule, not all of them, but half their schedule. Half their schedule is, pretty, is is arguably yeah against a a an opponent that could beat them. So the Steelers, I think they have the second toughest schedule: Bills, Raiders, Bengals, Packers, Broncos, Seahawks, Browns, Bears, Lions, Chargers, Bengals, Ravens, Vikings, Titans, uh, Chiefs, Browns, Ravens, Chiefs, Browns, Ravens. Yeah, I think Browns are. I think the Browns could give a run for their money. I think the Steelers' offense was a false narrative last year, or false hope. They got friggin' waxed by the Browns in the playoffs. Um, I think Ben will have a bit of a bounce back year too. Really? I think. I mean, plus I the run game was a lot better than their passing game. I don't. I don't know how much he wants to play after this. I mean, I don't. I don't really buy into the whole like, oh, he changed his diet and how he eats and yeah, this yeah, and blah yeah. blah blah. But the uh, the Steelers historically have always had very good defenses and last year when they acquired minka fitzpatrick i was or was see this is why i hate this damn covid season because i forget which year what happened i think it was last year they acquired fitzpatrick right or was it two years ago i think it was last year either way whenever they acquired him he made their defense exponentially better it was two years ago because i remember saying they shouldn't have traded a first round pick for fitzpatrick they should have tanked and picked their next quarterback. So it was two years ago he joined the team. But they either do have way, Dwayne Haskins, don't they? They do have Dwayne Haskins. Yep, and I've heard that Haskins has looked better, not great, still. Like they definitely don't have the next guy uh, in Rudolph or Haskins, but has looked better than his time with with the football team. Yeah, I mean Packers, Seahawks, those are two teams that are going to be able to put points up on you. Raiders. Give a run for your money. Bills, another team that's going to be able to score points on you. 
Um, uh, Titans, Chiefs, playing the Browns twice. Tough division, tough division competition. Yeah. So I think that's the second toughest. Now look, at, I think that's the second toughest schedule between the three teams. Now first place with the Browns. Falcons, Chiefs, Texans, Bears, Vikings, Chargers, Cardinals, Broncos, Steelers, Bengals, Patriots, Lions, Ravens, Ravens, uh, Raiders, Packers, Steelers, Browns, or Bengals. Yeah, I could see them going like 12 and 5, 13 and that's 4. An easy, that's an easy schedule. Yeah, and I think that Falcons, Baker Mayfield Texans. is taking that next step. I, I think... You want to talk about guys who have playmakers on defense? Holy yeah. Cleveland! Brown. Like what's what's their toughest? And they even gave they even gave the Chiefs a run for their money for a little for a good portion of that of that divisional game. Yeah, you needed uh, Chad Henney, I think is his name. Was it? It wasn't Mahomes that had to scramble for that first down against Cleveland no. to get them to the AFC Championship game. I think it was their backup, and I don't remember why he was in the game. I think it was Chad Henney though. My computer is frozen. <laughs> trying to look up the name that's okay it's not that important but you were right in saying that cleveland competed they they won their first playoff game in decades and then they almost beat the defending super bowl champions on the road so cleveland's taken a step forward i think they last year was a giant leap now they just have to keep taking baby steps so we got cleveland and then you have pittsburgh over baltimore because of schedule but we both have the Bengals in last place. Masala has the Bengals in last place, the Ravens in first place, the Browns in second, and the Steelers in third. I do not think the Ravens are going to win this division. So I know Mike's not here, but Mike, maybe if you're listening to the podcast right now, you can tweet on the Moving the Goalpost page why you think the Ravens are going to win the division. <laughs> Or, you know, don't. That's All right, AFC South, North in the books. Yeah, good to go. Uh, Mr. Meehan. Mr. I almost called you Masala. Mr. Mara. Too many M's. NFL starts in a couple of weeks. They we do. Regular season football. Indeed. Uh, we technically had like week 0.5 of the college football season. Correct. would say. Uh, you're a college football fan, follower. I am. I am more familiar with college now than I had been my entire life. What are your thoughts going into this season? I mean, last year we had so many unbalanced schedules with different conferences playing at different times due to COVID. You had a lot of players that were opting out, so a lot of teams didn't even really have their full roster of players available to them. Uh, Alabama wins the national championship again. Clemson doesn't make it to the national championship against them, though. So that was a first. But what do you think? Uh, what do you think this college football season is going to look like? How about we'll start off with Notre Dame because you're a Notre Dame fan. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I didn't even have it queued up. Rudy, Rudy, Rudy. What? It's a good movie. You haven't seen it yet. Have no, you? I haven't seen it. I'm just I'm just getting ready. I'm just getting ready, all right? Okay. Got to pull up the uh, rankings because they were in the ACC last year, obviously. Um, rank, 
gave that conference a run for its money. Unfortunately, got friggin' waxed by Clemson in the ACC championship, but oh well. They got the regular season win. They did. That was a good game, too. Oh, man, that was such a good game. I was so pissed when the fans were storming storming. the field. I was like, we COVID, COVID, double overtime. Holy shit. We won. Get Get back in your seats. (laughs) God damn it. You're going to ruin it. Get off the field. Get off the field. Oh, my God. Ian Book's going to get COVID. Don't touch him. I was like, get back in the seats, you assholes. You're ruining it. (laughs) Not a single COVID case. Allegedly. <laughs> oh my good lord in heaven. And what do they would they play? If God uh, is real, he was a Notre Dame fan that year. Touchdown my Jesus, God. right? My Lord uh, Almighty. Playing in front of Touchdown Jesus. I guess he was there that day. Holy crap. I was I've never been more pissed off in my life. It was so late. My dad was like, What the hell are you screaming about? I'm like, we want a double overtime, but look at these effing morons on the field. We're so screwed. Oh, in a year that Notre Dame was playing so freaking well, I was so pissed, so pissed. So but if if they are leaving the ACC and, and yeah, they're just going back to being independent. So I wonder what their schedule is going to look like because there's been a lot of controversy off the field about the Power Five conferences kind of changing up. Like you've got two teams that left the Big Twelve to go play for the SEC. I don't think that's going to happen until about 2023. But lots of movement, and then you've got the other essentially three power conferences in the Pac-12, the ACC, and the Big Ten coming together for an agreement, uh, like an alliance of some sort. I don't know what the hell that means other than they're not going to play SEC teams in non-conference games, and the SEC is just going to be playing against each other the entire year, which I actually don't have a huge problem with because the SEC is so deep and good. I'd like to see Boston College take on Michigan a couple of times. I'd like they're to gonna, see they're going to have a home and home with Alabama in 2023. Yes, they are. Yeah. Yep. So that was the other thing in that alliance that they had talked about was any game that had already been scheduled, they weren't going to like axe. But I do believe that's going to be the last time in a long time that a team like BC is going to play a team like Alabama. Doesn't mean they're not going to play Ohio State. They're not going to play Penn State. They're not going to play. Uh, they're probably not going to play a Pac-12 team, though. That's that's a lot of travel. But where is Notre Dame ranked? Are they Notre ne- Dame in the top twenty-five right now? They're number nine, and the coaches' polls they're number seven. And top ten goes Alabama, Oklahoma, Clemson, Ohio State, Georgia, Texas A&M, Iowa State, Cincinnati, Notre Dame, North Carolina. Cincinnati had a very uh, very good season last year as well. Bit of a surprise. Yes. And then got absolutely demolished in their bowl game. See, the thing with last year is, I mean, looking at a quarterback like Ian Book, he got drafted by the Saints. um, His decision-making was the biggest thing that always stuck out to me because he just made some very poor decisions. Mm -hmm. But, man, was that Notre Dame team good. But, you know, look at their schedule, I guess. I don't know. Clemson... Clemson game stood out. It was so weird because even without Trevor Lawrence, even with that backup, they still DJ Ulia Ungalale, Uwe DJ. <laughs> I'm just pumped. I'm just pumped that college footballs. I honestly kind of wish they stayed in the ACC. I figured that kind of would have just been like, uh, eh, we might as well stay here. But now they're going back to independence with Army, BYU, Liberty, UMass, Notre Dame. 
Connecticut and New Mexico State. The Aggies. Aggies. Liberty, actually, I think is going to be pretty good this year, too. Connecticut played last year and got, or last year, last uh, Connecticut played yesterday and got freaking waxed by uh, Fresno State. Who does? That is one bad. Who does Rhode Island open up against? Bad football team, uh, bad football program. Uh, Bryant, six o'clock next Saturday. When? How can we hear it? You can hear it on News Radio 920 or 1047 FM or on the TuneIn app through Learfield IMG College with Steve McDonald, the voice of the Rhodey Rams, and Terry Lynch. We have to cut that promo. <laughs> we do have to cut that <laughs> we promo. Have to cut that. That's like perfect. Um, any expectations for either your team, Notre Dame? Uh, well, hold on. Who's the quarterback going to be this year? Do they have a guy that's replacing Book, or are they going to kind of like the, figure uh, it out? Hold on. Hold on. I have <clears throat> as big of a Notre Dame fan as I am. I haven't been paying attention at all. It's how can you pay attention to a college football team during the off season? There's nothing. Any nothing happens because I've diverted my efforts so much to the Patriots. But but even still, there's nothing happens. Like there's nothing to talk about. It is the worst. The worst thing about having to cover Alabama is that all they care about is college football. So I'm constantly looking for Auburn and Alabama stories. And it's like Nick Saban met with the press today and talked about practice. Well, they got Jack Cohn. Cohen, transfer from Wisconsin. Don't know him. Yeah, I mean, honestly, for me with college football, I rarely pay attention in the preseason. I just, or the preseason, I rarely pay attention in the offseason. I just go right from week one. Yeah. That's just, I don't know. Figure it out along the way. Things are going to change anyway. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's good. How about predictions for. Maybe a college football playoff. You got four teams that you like out of the hundreds that are, that are there. How, all right. Alabama going to make it to the national championship again? If you had to put money on it. Oh, I, 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 I have no idea. But it's it's probably just going to be, if I had to guess, the four that I'm looking at right now. Alabama, Oklahoma, Clemson, Ohio State. Yeah, probably. Which is what it is every year, essentially. May, or maybe Georgia. Georgia I'd throw in the, in the mix as well. Could be. Could Notre, be. D- Notre Dame, I don't, I don't know. Going back to being, and uh, I don't know. That's why they play the game, Cal- right? What to figure out who wins and who loses? Exactly. If all it took when was... it comes to college football and predictions, I suck. I I don't. poor, poor, poor. I just like to watch it. Maybe we'll need to throw uh, at one easy college football game then on the parlay going forward. Oh, absolutely, uh, absolutely. Just, just just to boost your your experience, boost your chances. Yeah. Got some Notre Dame fight song going on. Cheer, cheer for old Notre Dame. Wake up the echoes cheering her name. Send a volley cheer on high. Shake down the thunder from the sky. What though the odds be great or small, low Notre Dame will win overall. While her loyal sons are marching onward to victory. And then they just do it again. I should have played it right from the like. The you should have gone out. to Notre Dame. Do I look like a guy who has the grades for that? Just go. They have like five majors. Just go. Just like go and take classes, but not actually be registered in them. Just get an education from Notre Dame for free. It's it's like in uh. Now, if you haven't seen this, it's like in um Goodwill Hunting. Oh God! Of course, I've seen Goodwill Hunting. Okay, go, but I don't know. Um, 
So, you know, when they're in the bar. Actually, over funny, real very quick story. Funny. Go ahead. Go ahead. About Goodwill Hunting. First time I was supposed to watch Goodwill Hunting was for a high school class in, I think it was psychology. We had to either read a book or watch a movie. And I was like, I'm obviously going to watch a movie. I was so lazy in high school, I didn't even watch the movie. I had to get the Cliff Notes version of the movie in order for me to write the paper. Couldn't even watch the movie, so I had to wait a couple of years. But I have seen Good Will Hunting. It's a good one. Remember when they're they're in the bar um, with all the people from Harvard? And yeah. He was like, oh, I think we had a class together. Uh, history. It's going to be me going to Notre Dame. Oh, I remember history. It was right between recess and lunch. And then I get the girl, prove the smart guy wrong, and then I go up to him while he's in a Dunkin' Donuts, and I slap the number on the window. Well, I got a number. How do you like them apples? Do you like apples? What? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I got a number. How do you like them apples? That was a good good reference. It, it, yeah. I liked that that's one. What I, that's, that's the guy that I would be if I went to Notre Dame. The, the URI fight song is very lame. Roadie, roadie, roadie. Rams, Rams, Rams. We're Rhode Island born and Rhode Island bred. And when we die, we'll be Rhode Island dead. So go, go, Rhode Island Island. Go, go, Rhode Island Island. Go, Rhode Island. You are I. Woo! Sounds like a, that that's what that awful. would be. <laughs> it is awful. It's terrible. Oh, man. I'm, I'm happy. I'm excited to work the URI games, though. Uh, you know, they had started off their spring season to a good uh to a good start beat villanova villanova was ranked uh delaware i believe we lost to delaware beat you albany albany was ranked as well um two and one in their three games that they played and then you know unfortunately that uh, had to uh stop because of covid but it's a winning record a lot better a lot better than they have than they have been oh yeah much much better than they have been in the past Recent past, especially, and maybe you know who played. I don't think Isaiah Coulter. No, but uh, hold on, let me pull up the roster to confirm. I think he's a fifth year, uh, or last year he might have been a fifth year. But uh, Kobe Tippett. Oh yeah, we follow each other on Twitter. Really? Yeah. No stinking way. Yeah, he's a barstool athlete. I saw them post something, so I started following I him. And- I think he's a fifth year this year. Yeah, my yeah. guy Kobe. Kobe Tippett, defensive yeah. back, son of Hall of Fame and Patriots Hall of Fame player, Andre Tippett. I met Andre Tippett once. He seems like he would be a good dude. Who? Kobe Tippett or Andre Tippett? I don't know or Kobe both. Tippett. We follow each other on Twitter. I don't know anything about him other than I, uh, I met Andre Tippett at the Rhode Island Country Club. Very special moment. I uh, I was work- I was working as a field marshal for... Oh, put a gun in my mouth. What? Working at the country club, I, I no no oh no 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 not working at the country club, working the uh, oh. volunteering I should say oh okay <laughs> for the uh, CVS Charity Classic. My junior year, going into my junior year of college, um, I was working as a field marshal, and for the second part of the day, I moved up to the first tee, and here comes Andre Tippett, and I you know got to sh- like I and I also met like Troy Brown and McGinnis that day too. That's um, sick. Got to see Ty Law. He didn't walk past me. Uh, he walked around the hole. That's so pissed. But anywho, yeah, shook, shook hands with Troy Brown. That was pretty cool. But anyways, Tippett comes up and he was like, uh, you know, I said, oh, you know, I unfortunately never got to see you play, but I'm such a huge fan. And my dad's a huge fan. And he was like, what's your dad's name? I was like, Tim Meehan. And he goes, tell, tell Tim I appreciate it. 
Ah, I like, like that. Yeah. I like yeah. that. David David Patton too. Um, and then I saw Oil Cam Boyd putting back nips of uh, okay. Captain Morgan yeah, in his well, golf cart. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't call him Oil Can for no reason. <laughs> I actually don't know why they called him Oil Can. But anyway, uh, me and Mara. We, we talked football. We did. We talked division previews. We talked ra- racism. Not a topic to laugh about, though. No. Uh, <laughs> let's get into a topic that we can laugh about. An ongoing joke that I've literally had since day one of this effing podcast has been that Letterkenny introduction that Masala just doesn't understand because he doesn't watch it's it. It's a hard show to get into. It's it's a difficult show to appreciate. But as a fellow Letterkenny fan, I think it was smart for you to take this opportunity to present us with a Mount Rushmore Mount Rushmore of how, how how do we want to phrase this? Mount Rushmore of people you would want in a brawl with you. Yeah, with you. Okay, of Letterkenny characters. So we're getting into a scrap, and you've got to get your buddy from Letterkenny to back you up. Correct. Who are you gonna go with? That's what the Mount Rushmore is going to be. The Mount Rushmore of Letterkenny scrap partners. No, usually we always just switch the draft order. But for this, we do have to do a coin flip. Because there's... Can you look up a virtual coin flip? There is an obvious choice. You know what? There is an obvious number one pick. we'll, We'll go back to Siri. I think it should work. We have a bunch of Apple devices again. So hopefully it only gets picked up on my phone. And for the listeners at home, Siri doesn't turn on for you. So, me and... Correct. Heads or tails? Go heads. Hey, Siri. Flip a coin. You can't hear that, can you? Yeah, it's heads. (laughs) Okay, fine. (laughs) All right. First pick, Andrew Meehan. Take him. How how pissed are you that I'm... I'm not that pissed because I went through the cast list and I forgot a lot of characters that... Yeah, but it's... There's plenty there. So, uh, well, it's obvious it'd be Wayne. Why Wayne? Because toughest guy in Leonard Kenny, and he proves it time and time again. Yeah, I mean the show starts with him saying he's not getting into fighting anymore, and then someone challenges him to a scrap, and he beats the shit out of them. Yep. And then he proceeds through the first season to continue kicking the shit out of guy after guy after guy after guy until he once again reclaims the crown as toughest guy in Leonard Kenny. It's I it's, mean it's a good pick. Yeah, it is. It, it's kind of like the. It, there's only just pick. there's no like there's no other like just way to explain it. Now, people who probably don't watch the show and are listening to this have no effing idea what we're talking. Well, about. then they're really not going to know who this guy is because for my sec, uh, my first pick, I'm going to go with Squirrely Dan. Ah, I think, man, I think good, s- good one, good one. I think Squirrely Dan. He's got the size. He's got the uh, the experience. He's also the type of guy who he's not necessarily going to fight you right away. He might try and talk you down with words. Uh, well, Ms. Professor Trisha says. I was, yeah, I was just about to say, like, he is has no problem having conversations with people about topics, and uh, got some good takes. Definitely got some good takes. He's kind of like a gentle giant, but when you awaken him, you don't want to mess with him. So, Squirrely Dan, that's who I'm going to take. Uh, another. Glad that I, kind of found this guy, realized this guy, remembered that he was a part of the show. Joint Boy. Yeah. I'm taking Joint Boy second. I think 
if I got Squirrely, Dan, and Joint Boy with me, I got a good uh, I got a good squad behind me. All right, I gotta take I gotta take Legend Dairy. Mm. I gotta take Dairy. Then then you got the chemistry between him and uh, and Wayne going. Very best true. buds. Very true. Uh you know. D- it's it's the chemistry for me between it's the it's the Edelman to the Tom Brady. I like that idea, and it's, especially when it's you, the Scotty Pippen to the Michael Jordan. And when you're in a fight, you want to know that the person behind you has your back, right. and you know that's going to happen with Wayne and Daryl. It's it's not about it's not about how many. Uh, what does he say in one of the I've, shows? I have no idea because I do not know the the lines as well as you do. Oh, give me just give me a minute. Give me a minute. It's um, it's not about how many you win. It's about how many you show up for. I like that. Yeah. I do like that. That's definitely a Wayne quote. You know, and honestly, it's Wayne like gets into you mentally. Like, do you remember? Uh, Wayne, I have to pull it up. Wayne is very sharp. That's why. Yeah. Like he, like kind of like how I said, squirrely Dan will talk to you. Wayne's going to talk down to you. He's going to make you feel lower than dirt because he's going to embarrass you. And then he's going to emasculate you physically. He's going to tear you down emotionally. And then he's going to beat you up physically. I'm trying to look for the episode. I want to play it. Wayne is like a superhero. He is. He is. What's the... Oh. Uh, it's got to be this. Oh, but don't tell me. It's going to be this crappy audio. But just, just take it. Everybody just so we got. take a listen. Every night of your life, three mosquitoes every day of your life. You're an idiot, Derry. Are you allowed to kill the bed bugs or the skeeters? No. So there are mortal bed bugs or skeeters? Would you rather be surrounded by three bed bugs every night of your life or three mosquitoes every day of your life? So this is when he's talking to, uh, oh God, I got to get the name of the character. No ostrich fuckers here, Hicks. I hear you're going around town saying I'm full of shit. Jive and Pete. Jive and Pete. Jive and Pete. I, this has got to be my favorite, one of my favorite scenes. Bad gas travels fast in a small town. Yes, I did say that. And then my friends and I are so into ourselves, we probably suck each other off. Yes, I did say that too. Would you say it to my face? I'm embarrassed this got to you before you heard it from me. You should be. I'm not the type of prick to take the side door. I'll come right up front and knock. Good. Knock, knock. Who's... You're a jiving Pete. I think you're full of shit and you and your pals think so much of yourselves so you probably suck each other off. Are you fucking serious? What's anybody going to do about it? It's poetry. <laughs> oh, it's, it's absolute man. poetry. It is absolute poetry, the dialogue. I honestly, I honestly, because nobody watches this show, I might, like, if I ever am not, like, I don't want to fight, but, like, if I'm ever in a confrontation, yeah. I'm just going to be like, I'm not the type of prick to take the side door. I'll come right up front and knock. Yeah. Like, this is the, it tells you how to prepare for a fight and scare your opponent and threaten your opponent. Maybe if you've been in a real fight, you might not be so keen for another. Excuse me? You heard me. Mm. It's poetic justice. Well, you got the, uh, you have the snake now. You have back to back picks. Yeah. This is, uh, you got the gruesome twosome with Wayne and Daryl. Yeah. Uh, lots of choices, though. Lots of choices available. Question that I will have with four selections remaining. Will one of us pick a female? Hmm. 
because they don't I know, really I, fight I, that if, much. If they do, I know. Well, because Katie doesn't fight. She doesn't, but the other one does a lot. Which Not one? really. Which no. one? Tannis. Tannis doesn't really fight. She lets, no. she lets the natives no. fight for her. Right. Oh, man. I, see, I don't know. Is it one of the hockey guys? I mean... Because it's like if you take Riley and Jonesy, you gotta have them together. No, I don't think you gotta. No, 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 no. But I, I don't really want to pick either of them. Okay. Yeah, they don't. They don't really fight that much either. Yeah, they don't. They do and they don't. They'll they'll show up to the scrap to support their boys, but they're not gonna. I guess I guess I would have to take McMurray. Yeah, that's that's who my next. And here's something I did not. And here's something I did not mention. When you get Daryl drunk, he's tough. Actually, yeah. Legendary. Yeah. Yeah. You are legendary? Dairy. Daryl. Daryl. Why well, I gotta be so fucking awkward? Um, yeah, I'd have to go uh, McMurray. I was actually thinking of going with McMurray for my first choice. Really? Yeah. Not a bad first choice. I mean, he's he's a guy that seems to be put together pretty well. Um, definitely a man of honor, uh, maybe. Willing to fight for his uh, love my wife. family. Um, part of the lifestyle. Can't understand a fucking word he says. <laughs> willing to take a punch, willing to throw a punch. Yeah, I like that pick, McMurray. You get a you get a good trio of guys right now. I think you're gonna win a fight. Oh, well that puts me into a little bit of a pickle. But I think much like you have to go. You know what? I'm gonna take him anyway. Just like I took Joint Boy, I'm gonna take Tyson. But that's like the second duo. That's like the second. Like, who would you trust? Uh, like, if it was Riley and Jonesy versus Tyson and Joint Boy. Tyson and Joint Boy. Exactly. Tyson and Joint Boy versus Wayne and Drunk Daryl. Oh, Dr- Drunk Dale or Drunk Dale, uh, Drunk Dairy and uh, and Wayne. Mm-hmm. That would be a good one. Although we have seen Wayne kick Joint Boy's ass, right? It was it was a pretty good fight, but he did end up winning at the end of the day, and that's all that matters. Mm. It's not about how many win; it's about how many show up for. Well, I think story of the twenty twenty Patriots. I think I really do have. I only put down eight names because I think really only eight people consistently fight in this show. Ah, but see, see, you got those deep cuts because you're smarter than i am so if i had to choose between riley and jonesy to to take into a fight i i don't know aren't they the same person pretty much give me riley he was he's the yeah because he's the coach in mighty ducks and i think his character's funny than jonesy i have to i would have to go with bradley now you're gonna have to jog my memory on Bradley. Bradley is oh, uh, what's Gail's his name's cousin, not, right? Gail's cousin, but his favorite cousin is oh, who does Wayne date? Rose. Rosie. Yeah, you're a good fucking gal, Rosie. Yeah, two hands make less work. Bradley's also the guy who will give you a compliment and then give you some some knuckles without actually looking because yeah. he's just that that cool. Yeah. Yeah, Bradley's so we, a good one. Who, who are you picking for your last pick? No, I already had my last oh, pick. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah. that's right, 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 Riley. back to back, back to back. Yeah. You win. <laughs> you no, win. Honestly, honestly, that's a that's a close second team you got. I mean, I think if we went 
three versus three, and it was Wayne Daryl McMurray versus Squirrely Dan Joint Boy and Tyson. It's probably an even fight. Yeah, I would as say soon so. as you threw Bradley in there, and I and I took Riley. Like that's automatic two points for you. You win. Katie or Bonnie McMurray, both. <laughs> that's no. You only, can only pick one, Katie or Bonnie McMurray. I actually don't hit women, so I wouldn't fight either one. Not fighting them, you jackass. You're avoiding what I'm trying to get at. I like Katie. I like Katie's personality. Right? Yeah. Right? Katie seems like a cool girl. Any any other person we talked uh, that I've talked to about this, it's always Katie. Yeah. McBonnie, Bonnie just Oh, Bonnie McMurray. Nobody picks Stuart or the Skids. Or Glenn. Stuart. Stuart. <laughs> Rolled. Stuart. Oh. Me and that's going to do it for another episode of Moving the Goalposts. Before we before we say goodbye to everybody, though, I just want to make sure that you got uh, you get all your takes out. Is there anything that you're looking forward to this week? Anything that we maybe didn't mention? What uh, do you happen to have a final blow? I mean, I'm interested for tonight. I'm interested to see what the reps are going to look like. I think Cam's going to take a couple more uh, reps in a couple more series than he has. You know, New York's going to play their starters tonight, and this is like the, this is the final dress rehearsal, and this is getting getting the guys back into game form and uh you know stay ready after halftime i mean who knows maybe they go a little a little bit more into halftime too um again to kind of get that feeling of staying hot during halftime staying locked in during halftime uh coming back out having series and then let mac take the rest uh take the rest of the way because i think it's clear cut cam is going to be the starter week one i'm fine with that i think we're both on the same page belichick values experience and I just, I want to see Cam get, uh, Cam, I want to see Mac be groomed a little bit. You know, I think it will it will only make him better unless down the road and throughout the season, Cam shows us something more than we have seen before. And then we go with Cam for a little bit longer and Matt, I don't know, but I'm fine with it being week one, uh, Cam being the starter. Yeah, I like that. I like that for a final blow. It's a good one. As you were talking, I was thinking to myself, oh, shit, what am I going to say if he took the Patriots and how their roster is going to shake out? It could. I like changing things up, though. A little bit of diversity. Of course. It's always nice. Of course. Uh, September 4th is going to be this Friday. It is. And we're getting another Marvel movie. Shang-Chi and the... Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. Shang. 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 Shang-Chi. We're getting another Marvel movie. <laughs> and something that I really don't know much about. So going into yeah, this it, going is an into interesting it kind of cold. And this is an interesting one. The trailers have looked good. You got Abomination. Looks like Wong is going to be in it. Um, yeah, it's it's going to be an interesting one. I'm excited. I think it'll be good. I've never really knew this. I never knew this character until the trailer came out. I still don't even know the character. So this is all going to be an introduction for he me. He looks like our modern day Jackie Chan. Okay. Like you know how Jack, like ever seen the Rush Hour movies, and yeah. he was like always like the kung fu action. Like Bruce Lee almost. Yeah, he was like I love Jack. Like I love the Rush Hour movies. Um, who's, who is the um, who's the actor that's playing the main character in this movie? I forget what his. Um, I'll look it up. But his fighting style, like as an actor, is the same thing, and it's kind of cool to see. It's he's, it's really cool. He's fast. Yeah. Fast fu. That's the best kung fu. You know, like it's Jackie Chan did all of his own stunts. 
Shang. And it looks like this guy's doing the same thing. And the Legend of the Ten Rings. So I will leave you with this. If you are going to make the decision to watch Shang-Chi, Shang-Chi, Shang-Chi? Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. It's kind of like the A is a U. Yeah. Simu Liu is the guy's name. Oh, yeah. Aquafina's in it, too. I forgot about that. I don't even know who she is. You don't know who Aquafina is? Negative. I've never seen her in anything, but I think she's funny anyway. I don't know why. I know she has that new show on Comedy Central, uh, Aquafina is Nora from Queens. She had a commercial of like Google when she was supposed to like feed a succulent. Mm-hmm. She's like, Google, what does a healthy succulent look like? And she had killed it. <laughs> uh, but no, going to be releasing on September 3rd technically, but really September 4th if we're Right. We're being honest. Getting technical. Uh, what I'm going to say, though, this is my suggestion. If you have not watched it, even if you have watched it, go back and watch it again because I did this the other day and I'm glad I did. All Hail the King. It's the Marvel one shot of Ben Kingsley's character from Iron Man 3 because I'm drawing a blank on his name, mm-hmm. Trevor Slattery. And how he's been dealing with prison. And I will say that the last five minutes of the, of the short, it's only 13 minutes long, 15 minutes long. The last five minutes may or may not lead into this movie. Huh. Okay. Probably right. not, but you'll know what I'm talking about when you see it. You know, speaking of Marvel, one year since Chadwick, Bo- uh, Chadwick Boseman died. Yeah, I did see that. Yep. R.I.P. Crazy. I mean, talk about a guy who just could play a character so freaking well. I James s- Brown, Jack, uh, Jackie, uh, Jesus, Jackie Robinson, Jackie Robinson, almost Jackie Bradley, Jackie Robinson. He was also he did a great job in his last feature film um, uh, about Ma Rainey's Big Black Bottom. He was fantastic in that. He uh, he was great in Draft Day, as great as you could be in that movie. Yeah. Uh, what else have I seen him in? He was briefly in the tr- the Express. Yep, you mentioned that a couple yeah. of weeks ago when we were doing the sports movies. Just such a oh man, talented guy. Could do a lot. Could well, definitely I mean, do a lot. Just yeah, talented guy. Like I, everybody was just so freaking devastated. Well, it just it seemed like it came out of nowhere, even though everybody that yeah. needed to know already knew. Right, right, right. right. I mean, and every, all the acting that he did while dealing with that. <laughs> there, there, you know. Plenty of plenty of actors and actresses that you could say, oh, born to do that. He was born to do that. Yeah. Oh my God. Like yeah. there's always you know, there will always be one Chadwick Boseman. Until someone names their child Chadwick Boseman. Well, you gotta ruin it. <laughs> but no, because we usually because what we usually do is try and end these shows on on positivity, right? 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 <laughs> so right. I don't no, go but it's positive. So no, I don't it's... go down the cycle of of darkness, and then don't know how to get myself out of it. That's why we started doing the Mount Rushmores because we used to finish off with such negative takes about sports. Uh, but no, I'm looking. I am looking forward to the movie. Uh, it is. Whoa. It is definitely uh, sad 
anytime you come up on an anniversary yeah. of a death of someone that yeah. significant, I didn't know him. But you can only celebrate his success exactly. and his work. And, and, and I think that's the best thing to do. We'll always go back and watch Black Panther yep. at any point in time. It's like I always, every March 13th, I always listen to Ready to Die, the Biggie Do album. Yeah. Yep. Or March 10th, whichever day he was shot. Well, you hear the music. It's going to do it for another episode of Moving the Goalpost, episode 54. We we said a, a Teddy Bruschi 54. Dante Hightower 54. Brian Winters. Wal- Waters? Brian Waters 54. Waters. Yep. Water. Adam McQuaid 54. Adam Darnell McQuaid Mc- 54. Darnell McDonald 54. Did you say Martin Perez was 54? Martin Perez is 54. 54. Episode 54, Moving the Goalposts. As always, we want to make sure that you guys are following along throughout the week. You can catch me on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at NickMara94. Mr. Mian, producer extraordinaire, how can the listeners reach you? Mian A underscore 83. Most active on Twitter. Uh, Masala's not here. I usually sign off with him. I don't really know what to do now. We'll do it with you. All right. Andrew, till next time. Later, brother. Peace. I felt dirty. (laughs) 